0: I think your bones were made in an elsewhere place. How else does one explain this inconceivable strength that makes you? The way you look into danger's mouth and see no cemetery or death. Instead, carve your name into its teeth with a switchblade. Defeat it so effortlessly and throw your head back and laugh. Paradox Girl, Mighty Woman, you are the thing that terrifies them. Both monster and maiden, both cure and poison, all of these things and at the same time human. Defined by no man, you are your own story, blazing through the world, turning history into her story. And when you dare to tell you about it, all the things you cannot be, you smile and tell them, I am both war and woman, and you cannot stop me. I am here with my badass friend Denny McMillian with Wildflower Salon. That's a really like aggressive badass poem, so I just thought
1: of I'm you. flattered. <laughs> Thank you. As it's pretty awesome. <laughs> well,
0: entrepreneur, you're uh, a musician, you, you've got a lot of awesome stuff going on, and I'm really excited for you to be here today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, right?
0: Heck yeah. Well, I want to rewind a little bit. I love to hear about people's beginnings. So let's start with, you know, where you grew up. Are you local to the area?
1: I actually grew up um, right on the border of North and South Carolina. I bounced around a lot of schools, um, but I ended up graduating from Clover High School in 1994. Came down to go to USC and um, and met my ex, and he's from Chapin. And so we kind of settled in here, and I just really love it down here and decided to make this my home.
0: So you're a Gamecock fan, I am a total
1: Gamecock girl.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, So I guess during your college years were you starting to get into some of the you know fashion or hair stuff that you're...
1: Interesting that you say that because um, I actually went to journalism school with a major in advertising and I had a double minor in marketing and management. Wow. And I had dabbled in theater all through high school. I mean i had done theater for about 10 years and I really started getting into like the theater makeup. Yeah. And so while I was in um, college, I actually befriended a drag queen, <laughs> and Ooh. he started showing me the ropes about hair and makeup and and you know how to contour and little tips and tricks. And I just kind of really developed a passion for it which then evolved in me getting part-time jobs, working for Estee Lauder. I worked at the Victoria's Secret Cosmetics store for a while, and I just really had that passion for it. Then I went into advertising, worked as a production manager for three years. Yeah. I really started missing being around the beauty business and the people in it, and, um, and lo and behold, out of nowhere, I got connected with Kenneth Schiller through my ex and um, he was looking for a director of marketing for his schools, and I wanted to go to cosmetology school and try my hand at it, and we worked out a deal where I was able to go. So it just, you know, the God's timing on all that was just impeccable because I kind of fell into it, and it's, you know, just been amazing. I haven't looked back.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. You had some background in the business side of what you do now, some of the marketing and stuff. Do you yeah. feel like you, you know, were able to gain some knowledge way back when that you can put to use today?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, at first I didn't think I was going to use my degree after I decided not to do advertising and go into the beauty business. I'm like, well, there goes you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars of student loans. But I um, found that, you know, it has served me well in terms of knowing how to brand myself, yeah. how to reach people, um, the gift of gab, yeah. sales. And so it all kind of comes under that umbrella of the advertising and marketing education. So I'm very thankful for it.
0: Very cool. So have you worked in any salons prior to opening your own? Did you have any background in that? I
1: actually did work at... um it's Carmen Carmen Salon at Belk off Harbison. I uh, started off there. They had a great training program, and I learned a lot. And um, and then eventually I became the director of hair cutting education for their training program. And I was there for about 15 years.
0: Wow. Yeah. So you did learn some of the ropes along the way at a previous. Plastic. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Excellent. I got tons of education on. Um, I got tons of hair education. And you know, I really learned a lot from my managers. I had several, and I learned a lot about you know the responsibilities and duties and what it takes to actually run a salon. Yeah. And so it was it was a super valuable
0: experience,
1: and I still have nothing but amazing things to say about them.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And at some point, you must have had some sort of um, vision of your place now did that when did those seeds get planted that you were gonna go out on your own
1: you know when I first started working at Carmen Carmen I thought in five years I'm just gonna own my own place like I've always wanted to be my own boss but um, I stayed there and I just found that you know the timing wasn't right and then about I'd say probably about 2017 2018 I just started really getting that hunger because I feel like in my career I kind of got as far as I could go where I was
0: Yeah.
1: and I am a what's next kind of girl, <laughs> you know, what's next? I need that next big thing. And so, um, you know, salon ownership kind of seemed like the next big thing. I wanted to create my own culture. I yeah. wanted to decide who I was going to work with. Um, I wanted to create my own environment and, you know, control, call it control freak, whatever. But, <laughs> I just really wanted to be in, in complete control and make the decisions on the type of environment that I was going to spend the rest of my career in.
0: Yeah, yeah, very cool. Well, you're a natural leader, too, so, okay. you know. <laughs> Thank you. The process of going out, can you talk a little bit about kind of making that jump? Because that's got to be a scary, you know, a step to take.
1: Oh, so scary. Um, you know, just it started where I was just driving by this particular location that had been vacant for about a year year and a half and i don't know you know i'm I'm not a super religious person but i am very spiritual and i just felt a nudge call it god divine intervention whatever you want but something told me to turn in and start looking into this space and i just knew as soon as i saw it so i went home and i hashed it over with my my ex-husband and said how can we make this work and um you know, I have to give him credit that he did kind of help me sit down and say, okay, well, this is what you got to do. Yeah. So we um, we went to the bank, and I got an equity line, and I found a contractor. And, you know, and then through this whole networking thing that led me to B&I, um, you know, I just started meeting the right people to kind of help me put it together. So I really went in not knowing it, what I was doing. Right. And um, I learned as I went. You know, pick a couple of good mentors, I would advise anybody, some good mentors that know about business and building a business, but, you know, it was something that friends and family and coworkers had always said, you need to open your own shop, you need to open your own business, you need to open your own business, and um, even though it was a desire deep down, it just didn't seem to really surface until around 2018, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's we'll talk about the shop a little bit okay. because you have a very unique spot.
1: That's my, I love it. I love it. That's my home away from home. Like it's totally my happy place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the environment in there feels very friendly. I mean, there's such a great culture. Can you tell us kind of how you were able to build that?
1: Um, well, you know, like I said, I learned from experience and through education. I knew that I wanted to build a gang, my people, my yeah. gang. Um, and I wanted a team of people that... We love each other and support each other. So there were just a few things that I knew had to take place in order for me to make this successful. Um, The first thing is I tell all my employees, if I have to dread walking into my business that I run, that I pay for, whatever it is, whether it's you or if it's a light fixture, I don't care. It's got to go. Yeah. I want to be excited to walk through the doors of my business. There's no reason why I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. And um, the other thing is, we don't do mean girls. Right. We don't. If these are, we're sisters. We're a tight knit group. You know, we're five stylists, and we got two front desk girls. If you got a problem, we're women. Talk about it. But we're not doing the when they walk out of the room, we're all going to gather around and talk smack about them. Like right. that's that creates negativity. So I think really just staying hardcore rooted into that um, has created this vibe where. I want all of our clients to come in and feel like they're hanging out with like the coolest girls around and <laughs> yeah. they're having fun and they're laughing but they're getting amazing services.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. It it is it is a great atmosphere in there. Thank um, you. So you've done an awesome job. And the services you guys offer, what would be some of the, you know, more unique things or what what kind of different about some of that? Well
1: what's so different about us is that we really want to create a high end experience yeah. with our stress relief treatments. It's a scalp, neck and shoulder massage, hot towels for our men's haircuts. Um, you know, we offer a beverage, an adult beverage with your service. We have a very strict dress code that keeps us very professional looking. So you get this high end experience, but in a very comfortable, cozy environment where you feel like you can relax, you can be yourself. And because I've been in high end businesses or high end salons and spas where it's almost stiff and rigid. And I don't want that at all for my clients. I want them to come in and feel like. Hey, I love all these girls. I'm going to have a great time for this next hour. Yeah. But you're going to get a killer service by the most educated, talented girls around.
0: Yeah, the experience. I mean, every business is trying to you know, figure out how to give the customer an awesome experience. You guys yeah. are you know, doing a really good job yeah. of that.
1: They're great. All my girls are great.
0: Heck, yeah. And how are we getting new customers at the door? What kind of strategies or tactics are you using?
1: Well, you know, we're in the age of social media When I first started in the business I literally had an apartment guide. I drew a two mile radius around the shop that I was working at and I went and handed out coupons. You know, I pounded the pavement. But now with social media of course, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, those have all served us very well. But I've also, you know, coming into the business, I befriended Mark Baker and um, who then referred me to Marilyn Gray, who then referred me to Bill Danielson and they were all part of BNI. Yeah. So they recruited me into BNI. i It took four of them. And Jonathan Harlan came in and kind of <laughs> slept the back. And um, they, they got me to join and really introduced me to an amazing group of people. And I've gotten a lot of new clients off of that as well.
0: So that network sounds like it's been a positive impact on... Oh yeah. yeah Not
1: cool. just professionally, but personally I'm going through a lot of transitions and those closest to me know that I'm going through a lot of transitions in my life and the people that I know through BNI um or being with BNI has made this so much easier rather than me having to hunt down attorneys, me having to hunt down insurance people or, you know, landscaping guys or whatever, like yeah. it's all right there. So it's it's definitely made my personal life so much better and as well as my professional life.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Great community at EPN.
1: Oh yeah. EPN's the best.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the bands and what your, what projects you have going on right now.
1: So right now I'm in a band called Midnight Angel. We're a Pat Benatar tribute band. We're kind of on a little hiatus for the summer. We've got um, one guy who just, he's a surgeon. He just opened up a practice in another city so he's very busy with that and then we have another guy that whose daughter's involved in sports and so this is kind of sports season so um you know kids are out of school and they're doing that stuff so but we're hoping to um regroup within a month or so and get something going but yeah it's been great and then there's a couple other projects i may be working on as well
0: very exciting and where would you guys play like if you guys were to have a gig.
1: Well, we could play anywhere from, you know, local bars in the Ballantine Irmo, Lexington yeah. area, but we've even done venues in Greer. Um, there's a venue up there called the Spin and Jenny, and it's actually my favorite place to play because it's huge. Yeah. It's a big, big room and a great big stage,
0: and it's really, really cool. Awesome. That's my favorite. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys get back together. Yeah, that hiatus. would be
1: great. We'd love to have you out.
0: Heck yeah. Riding bikes, how's the motorcycle um, hobby going?
1: I still have my motorcycle. Um, it's a 2015 Victory Gunner. Cool. It's a big old cruiser, um, about 1700 cc cruiser, yeah. so it's fast. Um, <laughs> I actually got it it's so funny how I got involved in riding. My dad was riding his motorcycle. He started off with a um, Honda and then eventually got a Harley Davidson fat Boy. but anyway. He uh, really wanted me. He wanted something we could do together because we're very close. And um, he calls me up one day. He's like, "I'm getting you a motorcycle for Christmas." Dad, I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. He's like, "Well, you better <laughs> go to Midlands Tech and learn." Wow. Love you, click. So a few weeks later, I got a uh, Yamaha V-Star 650, little white, little white motorcycle. And um, I took my class and I got my motorcycle license and. It's taken me on a crazy journey ever since. So, met a lot of people, done a lot of cool rides, um, benefits, um, became very seasoned and very skilled, and so.
0: You're fearless, fearless uh, is the word. I don't know if it's fearless or on. just
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly gotta have something.
0: <laughs> awesome. Where can people find your uh, studio? Um,
1: we are located at 1720 okay. um, Dutch Fork Road, Irmo. We're in Suite E. And uh, we're right there located in the Ballantine Village Shopping Center right by the um, post office over there. And there's Capital Kitchen and Bath and Exit Realty. So you, you can find us there. We also have Instagram page. I'm a real wildflower. And um, we're also on Facebook, Wildflower Salon. It's two words, wildflower. And, um, and then you can find me on Instagram and Facebook as
0: well. Oh, heck, yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out. Um, thanks for having me this has been awesome so thank you
1: always awesome thank you Ryan.